how to make a girl blush. I'll probably be doing too much. Huh? I'll be too excited about the, the applause because I'll be really thinking that that's really how y'all feel. How y'all welcome me every week. Y'all welcome and welcome back. Like welcome back for real, but then even welcome back to uh, my viewers um, that have stuck it out all this time, y'all. These, these months, we can even say this year. These years are just starting to roll by now, but that's neither here nor there. Welcome and welcome back to another episode of The B-Mix right here only on BigSchoolsRadio.com. You already know who Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time are for. It's for everyone, the unseen, the unheard, the overlooked, the forgotten, whether it be the forgotten part of you or for the person that does not belong anywhere, me, me. So welcome. <laughs> and in the spirit of welcoming, welcome back our special guest. And she, yes, she is still special every week now because I said it. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 almost, I almost didn't make this one, Benia. Listen, and, and guess what? Because oh, I forgot. <laughs> but listen, that's okay. I told you I never want to stress people. That's why I was like, I text and then I was like, uh, you know me. I be y'all. Let me tell y'all, we are coining here on the B Mix because it's something that I've just come up with for my literally for myself recently. Of um, remember, I told y'all a while ago that I no longer refer to myself as an overthinker. So now I use the term I either double thought something or I, I, I'm a double thinker. <laughs> so I might think about it twice, but I <laughs> overthink it. Okay. So my double thought earlier texting you, Jazz, was like I sent you the link and realized like, oh my gosh, the message I texted you or thought I was texting you yesterday, right after, right, all right, the, the show, which I'm going to let you plug in just a second. Um, but I realized that was still in draft. So I'm like, and I let it sit and I was like, see, I don't want to text her again and think, and have her thinking that I'm like pressing her for tonight. But it's like, mm-hmm. I got to say something. Like, I do not want her to feel like I just let it in yesterday and that was it. Like, definitely text like, hey, you want me to rejoin? What do I do? Never sent it. Never sent it, Jazz. Never, just never did. I'm gonna get myself. I do the same thing. Yo, it's that happens. I think it just happens when you got a lot on your mind. You got a lot of things you're doing, and you really. I literally have typed whole messages or to several different people. Yes. Never hit send, and I'm like, oh snap. Yeah. Or I started typing. Like it might be like one word, and then I'll be like, oh, whole right. time in my head. I'm like, they never text me back. Exactly. And look and say, oh Lord, I know yeah, it's me. It's me, Lord. I never sent it. Yeah. Be so serious. Like, dang, they never. And I'll just be letting people go because I'll be trying to be, you know, so considerate. Like, I ain't about to press nobody. Like, why well, ain't hear from them? Like, oh, oh, I do, I got it now. Um, and I'd be slow. So yeah, there it is. But, um, but yeah, so my point was getting back to you saying like, you almost didn't make it tonight. Like never that I would not miss you. Like we would definitely miss your presence and your insight, um, and, and take on things here. But please always know, honey child, because I'd say right now I am in much better spirits in general. Um, and then I think that it really helps you have a break last week. Like I legit miss y'all. Like (laughs) I missed this. Like I was like, oh, I gotta think of this, but I miss this, you know, but I needed, needed that last week, just needed it, even though I was doing a lot, I cooked and this and that, and child, y'all know, I, I told y'all I have nothing to do. <laughs> I still applaud you every time for you never taking a break on this day, like, <laughs> like, like I said, I almost didn't make the show just because I forgot, not because, like, I was in the midst of Ubering, and I was like, I missed, I didn't realize what day it was, and I was like, like at seven, literally, I, maybe it was like you sent the text. <laughs> when you sent the link, I was like, 
Today is Thursday. And that's what I need. See, and that shows me though, I still had to do better because I thought about when I ran in here. First of all, let me go back. So I got a new battery for my car, y'all. Yay, I spent some money on my car. Um <laughs> and how about that's not a yay. <laughs> no, but because I hate spending my car, the fact that I just did it and was willing and did the runaround with it made sure in my mind, like this child, literally I got it tested yesterday. Um, and y'all, this is the show. This is the show. If there's somebody sitting there waiting, like y'all can get to the top. It, this is the show. This is it. Um, <laughs> it's going to all tie in, I'm sure, but got to get it out. So, oh. um, that I got my battery like tested because it it died, but it was my fault why it died Monday. Wow! If nobody, if anyone out there know, doesn't know that I oversee like the fresh produce. Oh yeah, I never thought to do this by the way. Thank you, Lord. Uh, here's a plug for anyone in the uh, Baltimore metropolitan area on Mondays. The time varies, but on Mondays uh, throughout the remainder of 2021, which we know was just a few weeks, um, we I I oversee the fresh produce. Um, distribution at my church. So that's 1804 Cavanaugh Street, 1804 K-A-V-A-N-A-U-G-H Street. Um, you can follow Inner Court Ministries, I-N-N-E-R-C-O-U-R-T Ministries um, on Facebook in order to just receive like a quick um, like update of when it comes. The time varies. I would think of definitely by about like 10 a.m., no later than 12 noon. Um, it's usually by the time we have boxes in there making deliveries or people coming to pick up. And so just to put that out there because it is not just for, we do not push it as anyone that's in need because truthfully all of us are, but no one needs to feel like um, that you are less than or less fortunate. We don't, I don't like that. That's my personal piece that yeah. we just push it that anyone that can benefit from receiving free, fresh produce. Um, and so the reason why the time varies is because the truck uh, with the fresh produce comes directly from Pennsylvania, from the farms up there and all that. So um, that's a plug there. So saying that is like, so Monday I was doing that. My phone, I think it died or something. So I had um, or it was very low and I knew I just needed, I made calls, I connected us with like giving the boxes to homeless shelters and, and nursing facilities and things like that. So I needed, needed my phone basically. So I left my phone, my car running like halfway ish to charge it. It died. Um, and then it wouldn't, somebody had, I didn't know there's a difference of cables. So somebody had cables. I tried doing it. I was thinking maybe I was just doing it wrong, but come to find out it's just that we needed heavier or more heavy duty cables or something like that in order to get my baby up and going, child. And so, of course, it was like, hey, make sure you get a chance to get around the advance auto or something and just get the battery tested. Child finally got to do that yesterday. I think it's supposed to give you like some levels or some codes or something. That thing immediately flashed up and said, replace battery. Mm -mm, don't think about it. <laughs> don't question it. Just go on and do that. So, Okay. So um, they didn't have oh, only batteries. They have like over $200. Not for 0600. Now I'm trying hard enough to call my baby no hoopty, but. I, I, it's so funny because like really it is. <laughs> no, no, but really it is. Like you, you think about 06 because it's like, I remember 06 like, wasn't that long ago? So long ago. I know it was <laughs> so long ago because that's when I was dating my daughter's father. That's when I actually liked him and was in love with him. That was so long, long ago because we was in high school and now we full-fledged adults. Hello? The fact that this is what really <laughs> kicks in for me. And whenever I think of something that was like, oh, I was in high school during this time, I think about, okay, high school, cool, that was four years. But then I was in college for so long. So, <laughs> and then it's years now after I've been out of college. Oh, that was a while ago. That was a good cool. while ago. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that that baby old, um, and so but she just <laughs> along. Let me tell you how that all of that. I <laughs> know it was a lot, but all of that <clears throat> to the point of like of when you say like about to miss today's show. Child, so was I, or I was about to be doing it, um, like uh, streaming and broadcasting from like the side of my parents' like apartment building because I had to stop by there. I'm I'm parked in Hamden because I forgot. Listen, okay, I'm glad you somebody listen now and keep because I don't play now. I public. I'm in a public area. That's why I was like, give me five minutes because I was like, I gotta get somewhere that I yeah, can. Yeah, no, yes. I'm glad. But no, it's fine. So listen, so how about mind you, I just got the battery today. I was proud of myself that I sat and said once I got her, got sitting to school, um, that I was definitely going. I go one place, they they have all other batteries except for the one that my car can take. Okay, got it. All right. Um, and so, but I'm glad about being redirected because then it made me think to, well, I was on the phone with one of my sisters and she was like, you should try Sam's Club. I used to always go to Sam's Club for stuff for my car, like tires, all of that. Um, okay. Because tires be very high. Anyway. Yeah. Not to mention that my tire blew over the weekend. It just, whatever. The point is, so, child, got the battery though. Like I was on hold and this and that. The lady wouldn't let me in. Apparently my Sam's Club car wasn't good until 10. Whatever. So... <laughs> <laughs> all to get to like an hour before we just started the show that I was at. I stopped past my parents' house. I had to run and pick up my dad's beer. So according to my daughter, Pop Pop's juice. Um, <laughs> Pop Pop also sent money for me to take Sydney to McDonald's because she hoodwinked him, right? She heard it. he was on the phone like, Daddy, if I'm Pop Pop, can you tell mommy to take me to McDonald's? Anywho. Um, and so we do all of that, get to my mom's house, drop everything off because my, my mother's my oldest child. So she also wanted McDonald's. So I had to get her some too. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so um, we go in the house, eat because I grabbed something too, y'all. I really must be feeling myself, but I'm not going back no more because I just want to announce, I'm just dumping all out right now, y'all. I just want to announce that I broke a threshold and I'm very excited, like a weight that I just could not break. Um, and so, baby, you really can't tell me nothing. And my mother hyped me because she told me that my butt looked big. So. <laughs> I told you my butt was behind my love handles. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my mother talked about me now. What's she just saying? She said, pray for my daughter to be blessed with new call. Hiya! Everybody, yes, touch and agree. I received that. Um I touch you so I could get some of that. Listen, you can look, here you go. Here you go. I'm flashing my M&M like. <laughs> look, here you go, sprinkling it. I'm throwing it. Listen, because baby... It's all of it, okay? All of it. <laughs> I don't want no blessing to can't nobody else that's, you know, equally working as hard as I am to get it to now. Um, so, y'all, while I'm just trying to leave my parents' house, though, my car wouldn't start. <laughs> oh, wow. Put <laughs> a brand new battery in it. Please, it's like... Wow. And I had and I had just put gas in it. You know I was I man, I was hot. It's nothing like your car breaking down and you just put gas in. Baby, there's nothing like if you get pulled over and that car get taken. Okay, like take well, that's the word. Babe, you be like, Mr. Officer, please let me drive this thing around. <laughs> let me get this gas. Having your car get told, period, is the word. Yes. Right. That. I'm I literally I know I had PTSD from getting told at least a few times, but it was like one in particular that I can barely remember now. But I know I was like, I would have some anxiety about like, I would see his toe tuck and be like, I can't take it. I have been told from repos. Most recently, my car got towed from in front of a store. I ain't going to lie, I did do the hazard park. 
But that literally never got me in trouble before. <laughs> so as far as I was concerned, I was going to be good. I get in the store and decide to be all indecisive, forgetting mm. that I didn't really park the car. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, car going first. I think somebody stole it. Right. <laughs> The whole time, every time my car ever been told from between the repo and this, my car, I have had repos multiple times. I'm not going to Listen. Every time, I'll be like, did somebody stop my car? No, really, because you don't know. Like, it's old. <laughs> and even if it was on a park service or whatever, you're like, bro, somebody stole it? Like, what in the world? Because I, I guess I get, because unfortunately, my brain always understands like the business side of it like okay of course you're not gonna want to come into an establishment and announce hey whoever such and such car it is i'm about to tow it like because that's you know you're losing on money i get that but in my opinion it has to be some way but i guess that's why they set it up to where if you call into the police thinking it's stolen that they then had the information yeah they do inform you but still like that heart attack that you had like (gasps) that stole my car that fire lane towing if it ain't no fire <laughs> Why are you towing my car? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> but listen, I can't tell. I am good for throwing my car away, like throwing and parking my car. For whatever reason, I never feel like, oh, I don't want to walk far, you know, from my car to the store, to the establishment. I just, for whatever sick reason, feel as though I'm entitled to an elite parking space. <laughs> so that usually is the handicap. And I know it started back when I was okay. pregnant with my daughter. Like, I definitely was like, oh, baby, I am wilding. I wish you think I would, right? Right, right. Then it's just like, excuse me. And for whatever reason, I also used, <laughs> I used to refer to it as like, I guess I used to have the mindset, like, what do I think? I'm a drug dealer or something. I would pull up. I'm barely near the curb. Like, I, my light's still in car so and I'm hopping out. Like, you would see, like, trap was doing. Yeah. Like, I'm going to some place and wish somebody would. Like, you ain't about to take my, I don't know who I've always thought I was. I always do that. Thank God I haven't been humbled in that way, but Jesus. Listen, it really humbled me because <laughs> I was so mad. And I'm calling, I'm like complaining, complaining, complaining. Somebody had done and that. And then my other was like, or my grandmother, maybe both of them was like, well, why did you park there? I was like, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, don't, no, that's not what we're discussing. That's not what we're like, discussing. Listen, I know I can't park there, but people park there all the time. Okay. Why me? Why? Why do I have to be the example? Why? Now I just definitely be like, hey, let me pull into the spot ten feet away. Okay. <laughs> yeah, people will throw shade because it's something about I'll pull up to these cones at Sydney School, um, <laughs> and I know just the one guy he, that always um, greets us every time the door, or whatever. And he's he has to administer something because he always like wishes everybody like a blessed day and this and that. So I just take it that you know it's a little more positive, I guess, than the average, right? Child, and he had the nerve. It was nice, but still, like, I think I the first time I had pulled into a parking space and he saw us coming, he was like, oh, I guess he looked out like, wait, I don't see your car, like, double park. Did you pull in a parking space? I was like, well, yeah. And he was like, you know what? Keep doing that. That's good. Like, okay, all right, sir. Ain't nobody hitting no kids out here. Like, I don't have to pull in a parking right. space. I pull close enough, get this girl to, in the building, and I do my part. And I backs up and gets on the out of here. Cut it out. <laughs> That's the last thing I'm going to say about this recent tow. Because yeah. <laughs> it hurt my soul, girl. Get it out. Get it out. They towed my car with my cell phone in it. Oh, my. You should have started. <laughs> so not only was my car going, I couldn't even call nobody. Oh I didn't. 
laughing because I would legit cry about it. And I'm sorry. I did cry. I cried. I called. I screamed. I told them to bring my car back. I said, I was going to be in there like rusted for a minute. Oh, no. It was that quick. Yikes. Mm-hmm. It was done. The thing, the crazy part is, I really think the person who towed my car was in the store with me. <gasps> or he came in after me. Or, but he only wanted to get one. He grabbed a brush. And then or, he started rushing the lady. We was the only two people in the store. Oh, yeah. He was <laughs> he got in line. He was in line, but I was looking, the stuff I was looking at was right at the register. He was like, Yeah, yeah, make your When business. I started being ready to come over, he was he started rushing her like. Hurry up, hurry up. Come on, I got somewhere I got to go. Well, my yeah, okay. my ride outside. That's what he said. But after I came outside to my car being gone, at first I thought he stole my car. Right, right. <laughs> I, know, I know who stole my car, Jody. Right. He grabbed a brush right next to me and then came out his <laughs> But then I was like, maybe he was the tow truck man. Because I remember, you know how you take notice to something, but you brush it off? Uh-huh. But like, I really took notice to, like, how he was rushing her to hurry up. Hurry up. That, I believe it. It was weird. Oh, it, was weird. it was suspicious. Right? You don't find this suspicious? <laughs> I found this suspicious. This <laughs> suspicious? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. That is trash. I'm not gonna lie. That made it all the worse. Like not in the store with me, and they're gonna rush to get out because you see that you can get a sale off of me. You're petty, like sir. Right. Mm-mm-mm. Right. Oh, Absolutely. God. And you see all the stuff I was buying. So right. now you just add it. <laughs> you only bought a little brush. Right. <laughs> Make this money up off me now. That's petty. Mm-hmm. see. Okay. All right, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm going to take us back for a second and get us into, into the topic. Y'all know I love, love, love. It's the beginning. Oh, happy beginning of the last month of 2021, y'all. That's that's enough to celebrate. We made it. Just saying. <laughs> Just, you do not have to wait until oh, another year in a pandemic. Celebrate. Huh? I said we made it a whole nother year in a pandemic. That's a okay. blessing. Listen, okay, that's a big deal. So truly, kudos to each of us. Just saying. Like, Look yeah. at yourself and, and pat yourself on the back. Give yourself a little head nod. Salute yourself in a mirror or something because, y'all, we made it. I'm not going to lie. Somewhere in this year, I was like, I can't, I couldn't even see December. Like, I could not see it. And here we are. Like, and these are some of my, like, brightest days that I've had in a long time. So I believe that there are more bright days to come and sharing and spreading that out there to all of you. Um, before we get too far in our, our, um, our brightness for a second, we do have to take a moment, our moment of, um, racial injustice brought to you by, I don't know why I always feel like I say it wrong. So I always try to check the front of the calendar, y'all forgive me. Um, uh, yeah, our moment of a history of racial injustice brought to you by Equal Justice Initiative, my favorite calendar. Um, and I'm going to show you the. Uh, the image for this month. Hopefully you can see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me read the chart. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was about to read it. Can you see it? It says five years too long. Flint is still fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad you can see it. So it says Flint <laughs> resident Ariana Hawk with her children at a community meeting about the city's lead contaminated water. Um, and so... Yeah, that, that's as well. Um, 
just, it's just, so funny because you know you hear about the Flint, Michigan water, mm-hmm. and it it always get washed gets washed away by other news. Exactly. And so then when you hear it again, it's always like a right yeah, yeah. exactly exactly exactly. So yeah, just literally, y'all keep praying your prayers and your thoughts and your times of meditation. In the time where you feel like I need to be humbled, like I'm living with my nose up in the air, consider Flint, Michigan. And listen, it comes to mind because I know that's not all they're dealing with, just to be clear. Speaking of, speaking of being humbled by water, I told you, I did tell you a little bit yesterday, but oh my goodness. literally dealing with my kitchen flooding for the last two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. That also bled into my carpet and still having to high traffic areas, you know, like I can't avoid this area of my house. I still have to travel through it. Mm-hmm. It was a very humbling experience. And every time I attempted to try to clean this water up, and every time I'm walking through this water, I'm like somewhere people live like this always. Oh, see, and that's like, the thoughts that should come through your mind. Wow. And and it was like, and I was really trying to stay positive through it because it's like ultimately I know at some point it's gonna get fixed. Exactly. That but some people to that. Mm-hmm. Right. Some people never know that it'll get fixed or it won't get fixed, and they still have to live in that environment. Ooh. And it was definitely something because like the water was dirty, you know, like right. it wasn't clean water coming into my kitchen into the living room. This was and someone else's. Dish water. Either way, Which even if added, it was right. clean water, you know, like it's it's a blessing in the complaint, like the blessing in the ability to be able to complain because you know that it can and should and will, like you said, eventually be better. So yeah, that, that the funny thing is, I almost felt bad complaining about it mm. just because it was like like not complaining about it, but continuously complaining about it because it wasn't addressed immediately where this was technically quote unquote emergency assistance. Like this is emergency a maintenance issue, mm-hmm. but it lasted for two whole weeks. Jeez. So then it was like a thing where it was like, I don't want to be that person that's being impatient. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but at the same time, this is an extreme uh, inconvenience mm-hmm. because it was a continuous flood like it wasn't something that happened one time I was able to clean it up and deal with it it was every day all day long kept coming kept coming kept coming but uh, gratefully it got fixed today oh, okay because that's what I was about to ask like you said, <laughs> tell me that there's some progress because the thing is it's it speaks to your character of you feeling like, you know, I almost feel bad of continuously complaining, but you also have the right to be able to complain because again, we're in a place of where, you know, the blessing is that you can actually complain about it because it should not be. And where like, it's beyond even that it should not be is that again, that it can and will, you know, be fixed and that the standard is higher than that. But again, just considering that there are some people living to where that is the standard, but the standard might be even less than that. And so, Ooh, it is or it's the mistreatment, the mistreatment through property owners, landlords. Exactly. And, so that's why it's the balance of them because like, of the like of. being able to, you know, again, like feeling bad for complaining, but yeah. also understanding your right. Like it is, it's it's a tough place. It's a tough place to be in, and that is literally how we are functioning as you know citizens of these United States of America. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Because that's exactly it. It's like, you know, where other parts of the world look at us and they're just like, oh, you know, all y'all do is complain and y'all just better be grateful. Yes. But then also understanding, like, listen, <laughs> they told me that this is the land of the free. And so outside of just water issues, just all other you know, issues and, and challenges that we face as Americans, especially as black and brown Americans, that, you know, it's a juggle. It is a true juggle. It's a juggle on our mental. It's a juggle on our emotions. It's a juggle on our spirits. It's a juggle on us physically. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like the, the, the charge, our charge is to, to press through regardless and to mm-hmm. find Find your niche. The niche might change. You might have to bob and weave on this day. You got to bob and weave over your net day. Like, and it's, it's just to get through because it can and will get better, y'all. And even if we are not here to see it, uh, which I believe that we will experience that at some point um, and, and just see some growth, some, some betterment, because um, that is still on you. That's a choice to be able to see it because there is still progress being made, um, out, you know, other places and in, in, in different areas. Um, that, you know, while we may not be here to see the total utopia of it, it is for us to plant those seeds in order for that utopia to come eventually. I cannot live my life with just believing that it'll just never get better. It'll never change. I right. can't, I can't live that. that puts me in a place and I refuse to be in that place. Mm-hmm. That's my two mm-hmm. seeds on that. So I, all that to say, I'm also very glad to hear that that got fixed today <laughs> because... Absolutely. No, I cannot imagine. Even though I, I was mad at how they did it, though, because I had some things that I was trying to do today, but <laughs> I wound up getting a late start, and and I, all I've been doing is calling and asking them when they were coming. Hmm. So they didn't tell me they were coming until today. They called me today and said they're coming today. Wow. And I'm like, so y'all ain't know they was coming today all this time? Nobody knew. Like, come on. I called y'all all day yesterday, first of all, and y'all didn't even answer the phone. <laughs> so, but yeah, so they called me. I was trying to prep, make sure I was there because I wanted to make sure that they did what they needed to do, especially since I've been waiting so long. Right. But that took up a good few hours, but then I had to take my dog to my grandma's house because... They, they cleaned the carpet and so I had to wait three hours so I was like well before I could go back home it amazes me how dogs just know where they are like and haven't been there in so long but it's just like the sheer excitement once you pull up like you remember this place right <laughs> where we going go Mustafa Right. I love it. Oh, so I got to bring a damper. I know we were like teeter tottering, like on more so on a high, but this is it's gonna go low for a second. We'll we'll bring it back up. Um. So, um, let me make sure I'm saying this correctly. You Genesis, I believe I'm pronouncing this correctly. Um, Henry Laughlin publishes model sterilization, and I'm sorry, this is in 1922, on December 2nd, 1922, eugenicist, uh, yeah, I think I pronounced that correctly, y'all, y'all can chew me up if I'm not, um, <laughs> y'all know I'm big on English and pronunciation, um, Henry Laughlin publishes model sterilization law, which 18 states pass in the following five years, so I knew nothing about this, so I had to do a little research, um, and before we get like deep into our topic, which I hope to do like in the next like five minutes, um, 
but I, I wanted to just shed some light on this as I was looking all into this, like, well, what is this even talking about? So uh, Laughlin's model sterilization law stressed the need for the sterilization of populations that Laughlin deemed inadequate. Can you imagine which population he probably deemed inadequate? For reasons ranging from physical appearance to socioeconomic status, the document influenced 20th century legislation in the U.S. about reproduction and compulsory sterilization. Mm. Um, and that's according to uh, embryo.asu.edu. Um, and uh, so the eugenical or yeah, Eugenical Sterilization Act. Under the Eugenical Sterilization Act, individuals confined to state institutions afflicted with hereditary forms of insanity that are recurrent um, uh, idios idiocy, excuse me, Im oh, imbecility, oh Lord, I'm tearing this up. Okay, feeble-mindedness or epilepsy. Uh, could be sterilized. So he was just like, look, now does this not sound like, because I actually, I feel like as I was trying to do a, just a quick little research um, before the show started, um, definitely some like Nazi references came up. Does it sound, okay, just just saying, I'm hoping y'all walking with me. A um, few other pieces to this that I came across. Um, someone asked, like, what was the purpose of the sterilization law? Law for the prevention of genetically diseased offspring this is where mm. Nazi reference is. Here it is. Um, it said like the Germans, um, well, sterilization law was a state, a statute, excuse me, in Nazi Germany enacted in July 1944, I mean, July 14th, excuse me, 1933, and made active in January uh, 1934. Remember though, um, that the moment of uh, history of racial injustice that I just read to you guys about the eugenicist, um, Henry Laughlin, this was in, that was in 1922 that he published this model sterilization law. So the fact that it, I, I want to believe that I guess they borrowed it from him or so, but it happened here um, in 1922. And then here it is in Nazi Germany in 1933 and 1934, which allowed the compulsory sterilization of any citizen who, in the opinion of a genetic, it just, it just goes on. Um, oh. Uh, and then, so then it said, it, the question was asked, is sterilization still legal? While state sterilization laws have been repealed, there are still gaps in state and federal protections. Currently, sterilization debates continue to emerge, most in regard to incarcerated individuals, immigrants, and populations under guardianship or living with a disability. That was from an article published October 15th, 2020. So, yes, it, it feels like, yes, it is. While not a very uh, illegal, uh, it, it's happening elsewhere. And the fact that if they're still debating about it, that means that it's very active. Right. Um, it just as what was the purpose of sterilization? Sterilization destroys all microorganisms on the surface of an article or in a fluid to prevent disease transmission associated with the use of that item. Mm. Um, and then just it just asked about like three different types of sterilization being plasma gas sterilizers, autoclaves I'm not very familiar with, vaporized hydrogen peroxide sterilizers. Um, what are five methods of sterilization? Uh, it's moist heat sterilization, dry heat sterilization, gas sterilization, sterilization by radiation, sterilization by filtration. Um, yeah. And so it just it kind of goes on. 
to say uh, just different things. Um, oh, lastly, I'm sorry, this is the last, I knew I was scrolling for a reason. Lastly, what is sterilization biotechnology? Sterilization is defined as the elimination by removal, dematuration, or killing of all microorganisms and the inactivation of viruses prevented, I'm sorry, present in a product. According to this definition, sterile, uh, sterility is an absolute concept. So a little bio in there, got a little socio, social wrongness for lack of better words, just, just morals all jacked up, basically. Like, hey, I'm going to say that you looking kind of crazy, you looking kind of different. That's the issue of them seeing us as such a threat that mm-hmm. so much so that they feel as though we should be extinct, basically. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm getting from that. Like, hey, you got black skin. I don't like that. Right. Y'all should just not have that. So let's just not have y'all. Excuse me? <laughs> My blackness is not a sin. It's not a threat. Right. It's it's actually beautiful and we can coexist but carry on so. on top of the fact that um most of the things that they deem us to be um less than or unsafe to society has been almost infiltrated into our way of life exactly everything i, I recently watched a video to yesterday i watched a video yesterday on instagram about it had crazy bones in it i don't know if you know who that is he's a rapper from the early 90s i want to say that he was in bone thugs okay because that's what i wanted to say but i was like i don't want to be wrong okay because i like i don't know how old this recording was so it could have been a old airing from something but you know how things go viral when they share it on the feed but it was an interview by of Crazy Bones, and he shared um, something that I guess a lot of people don't know about, or the the component that I didn't know about. Now I already knew that you know they only allow they want certain rappers to rap about certain things so they can keep perpetuating the drug dealing and criminal activity that ultimately wound them up in jail, men in jail or mm-hmm. dead. But what I didn't know was that it's funded, wait for it, hold your breath, Benia, because you're going, <sighs> so apparently, like, it's an intertangle entanglement of a business venture between the music industry and private prisons. So, he basically was like, all of the, at the, the he said this was in, like, 1991, all of like the prominent rappers around that time. And, you know, crossing from the 80s to the 90s, it crossed more into a gangster rap thing that wasn't necessarily a thing prior to that. Mm -hmm. And so he said they got called to come to a meeting with the business executives. He said there were several other notable artists that he did not want to mention because of, you know, the situation at hand. (laughs) They basically had a meeting with all of these notable rappers and was like, we want y'all to start rapping about gangster rap. And basically it was in their contract. Like it was in their contract under, you know, embedded in their contract that they had to rap about this. And if they didn't, they would basically be in violation of their contract. But also the they said that the goal was like they told them up front, like we're partnering with uh private prisons and 
basically the goal is to make these upcoming younger generations of black men begin to live this lifestyle more deeply and which is clear that that's what happens is because you know people commercialize it commercialize it commercialize it in their music and it's even been said about several different rappers that they weren't really drug dealers or gangsters right. Right. exactly <laughs> but they rapped about it though <laughs> but they never actually lived their life I heard a couple of different people. I heard Rick Ross wasn't really a rapper. I mean, really a, a, a drug dealer. I heard he was a CO. Right. I did hear he was a CO. But see, and I, see, my issue is that I get into like, no matter what people's, and this is how we're about to tie right into like our, our topic, because the, the point of non-attachments can can go a couple different ways, truthfully, um, as we're like in this conversation and then just what I had in mind for the topic. So the, the my issue was that like me personally I don't I never think to get into people's like stuff right so even if I in a sense of like admire something about you it takes a lot for me to admire like you as a whole person because I always yeah. respect that I don't know everything about you and I'm not I'm not technically not supposed to and that's right. okay right yeah. and so like where we kind of like so, but I also think like okay Rick Ross just for the example since you brought him up uh, he's a CO, then possibly maybe he was, you know, I don't want to say he was like a dirty CO, but maybe he was a CO, but then also maybe I thought about that too. Or after, or maybe during that he's what do you say, um, selling dope off the iPhone, <laughs> like yeah. like, you know. And okay. running 222. So right. that wasn't the same, right? That wasn't what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like so it's just if if that was him or not, the point about non-attachments is that it is a choice. You get to choose what it is that you like. So prime example, and I'm sure we've talked about this before, of, um, it was a post I saw a good minute ago, and I, I know I've had to have brought it up, um, uh, of like what it said about just the idea of being a Black woman and liking rap in this yeah. day. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard as hell, truthfully. Like, it is so hard. And I know for me, I like the beat. I, it's really it. Like I like the bass. I like the you know. I like the. Yeah. Now, if I had one of my moments where I just want to bump music all loud and belligerent and just drive through, maybe make me drive a little faster. I now I'm feeling like I'm a drug dealer. Like just what it gives me my whole. Especially, life. especially when it's nice outside and you got sunglasses. <laughs> well, I look. I never do. Was always got to have my glasses on. But yeah. <laughs> like you know, like and so. Is the point is though, I know that then with all of that, I might, like I said, because I'm clear going into it that I'm having, you know, whatever moment, I can't even really pinpoint what a moment is. I feel like it's going to be something my husband will just get used to. When I get married, he'll be like, all right, you know, we, we had a little dispute or whatever. She about to get in the car, <laughs> drive a little bit, bump some rap music or something and just some, and it's all, I do like trap music, like whatever. But again, it's hard to like that. But again, because I, I allow myself because I know the question can be like, well, why would you even listen to it? If you say it's hard to, got it. I don't, I can't say that I completely and fully support it. I do, I'm, I'm even trash when it comes to supporting the artists that I love and the music and genres that I love. I was never, when we were into CDs and stuff, I never really ran out to buy CDs, but I would love like a particular artist or an album that I might've heard of. I was always a radio girl, but was I calling in and requesting songs? No. So I will admit that. That's hard to do. Right? <laughs> but the point of like, 
just it's still knowing that it's a moment. Like if I mm-hmm. want to listen to this trap music right now, it's a moment I'm going into that I know I'm mm-hmm. coming out of because I'm choosing it to be a non-attachment. So meaning mm-hmm. that it still is attached to me at some point, it's temporary and that I am releasing it. Mm-hmm. At some point, I'm not wearing it. And so if we mm-hmm. all practice that a lot more, if we embrace the mm-hmm. concept of non-attachments, if we embrace the concept of, you know, not allowing something to stick that's not necessarily supposed to stick when that mm-hmm. comes to things, hobbies and interests that we are into, uh, when it comes to people in our lives, we've heard the Dale state uh, phrase and, and statement of, you know, um, the, the people coming to your lives for reasons and seasons or however that goes, like that that's absolutely true. Consider all of those different things because non-attachment is a real concept. It is a real thing and it is something that you should practice and should be practicing on a regular basis. In it's, order to continue to evolve as a person. Exactly, exactly. And evolving as a per- person is considering the fact that, like I've uh, admitted to y'all before, that I feel as though, God, mind you, I've always been like a good person to people. But I will admit, just you still never know who someone is deep down inside. And so I do feel like in the past, like I was worse at like treating people like like they were more disposable than, you know, you should <laughs> ever really treat people. Yeah. So like I dated you or entertained you or whatever, like once it was done, I was like, no. Like, and I say what I don't care. Like, no, I still have an obligation to still be just a good person. You know, to, if yeah. I saw you bleeding on the ground, I shouldn't just step over you and laugh. Like, you know what I mean? That type. And so, being, <laughs> right, girl, because I, again, I said I had to learn. Um, and so, because I know ignorant Benia definitely in the past has said that, like, about, like being mean and just rude and nasty. Like, if I, if I, you know, if I showed that I didn't like this person or whatever, which is rare, mm-hmm. but it still happened, you know, I'd be like, and if I saw that you know bleeding on the ground I would step over them look back and laugh like no no ma'am actually and and then being the spiritual being that I am it's actually my spiritual obligation to at the least pray for this person or at the least you know offer a helping hand if I can it doesn't have to bend over backwards so those that's where some other concepts come into mind and we see how everything kind of fits you know in together but you know like it's still about so yeah. i guess there's an example of a non-attachment right there learn once you as jasmine said evolve and grow and able to uh acknowledge and recognize your progress you allow yourself to detach from people and things that no longer serve you we have said this and we i'm gonna keep saying it because it is something we have it has to click it has to click that it's okay to outgrow things, to outgrow people, to outgrow interests, to outgrow uh, ideas, to outgrow, um, or is it interests? It's something else that I'm yeah, trying you to Yeah, you can absolutely detach from a version of yourself that no longer serves you. You should detach from, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's absolutely it. Like that's- For, for the evolution. Even absolutely. if the people, because sometimes some people do still fall in that realm of being present. But I mean, it's rare, I think, but <laughs> some people are so similar in the fact that they may evolve at the same time. But sometimes, you know, people, sometimes people, something my grandmother told me is that sometimes people come into your life for a season. Mm-hmm. They might leave your life for a season, but they might return to your life. For another season later down the line. It's and, scary, Jason. I don't want to hear that when this skins me. No, listen, like, when it, because the thing she said was, you know, we're we're still young, right? Yes. And so my grandmother, she likes to say, like, you know, she said, 
you always think you come to these grand realizations. <laughs> and I do, Grandma. <laughs> she said, don't you think all of us have come to these realizations at some point in life, the much older people? My grandmother's 71. Oh, and she said, she said, some of my friends and my grandmother had friends from her childhood too. Like she was like close with them into adult life. As, and she said, yeah, once you start having kids and your your lives start to switch from being focused on social matters with your friends and more focused on your family units, you probably will separate. But also becoming a mother lends to new experiences that over time you guys can come back together and relate to. Maybe not in the same capacity that you were when you were a teenager or 20. Yeah. but you still, it's a new type of friendship because now you have evolved and, and grown more mature and don't need to be as dependent on those friendships. And so- And providing what's needed in the seasons that you're talking about. Yeah. So whatever you needed as a teen, you know, mm-hmm. like it shouldn't be mm-hmm. what you need, you know, as an adult, like you mm-hmm. should have evolved. And so your friendships should mm-hmm. definitely feed the need. Ooh, that's good. Feed the need. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I told my grandmother, I said- I get what you're saying, Grandma. <laughs> I said, I have it. <laughs> I surely do. I don't hardly have it. I don't be, I don't be not letting her have it. It's just that I be wanting a little bit more information. My grandmother loves to talk in a good little like riddle. Okay. Like she just like give you information and leave you to think on. And yeah. like sometimes the stuff that she leave you with, you could really think on it for years and like. It can the interpretation of what she said can evolve, yeah, over time, and it's like, oh, this is what she was saying, but I don't, but it don't register. So like, like stuff that she said to me when I was like twenty and twenty one, like now I finally get it eleven years later, and I'm like, yeah. I wish she would have just gave me eleven. Like no, I'm joking. A little bit more, grandma. Like I don't even know that's good but listen that's okay because again i just believe that's like all the chess moves of our creator like god has just been like ah you're not gonna get that right now but at least it was deposited in you for you to even be able to look back and i think that there's even though we're not supposed to really stay and like beat ourselves up with the idea of like oh i'll be honest i always had something and i wasn't totally against but i always had just something about i want to say against something about uh, the prompt, like the writing prompt we've all received with college, high school, maybe even trade school, something, somewhere, somebody at church, something, somebody asked you to write about like, you know, what would you say to your younger self? Or if you, you know, had a, when people say, you know, if I only knew what I knew now back then, it's like, but you, you weren't, clearly you weren't supposed to, because you were supposed to experience these pieces kind of blindly or whatever in order to come to this arrival. But it's a blessing to be able to look back and say, you know what? There was a deposit made in me back then. I didn't catch yeah. it. And so that's what yeah. helps us be able to pass on to the generations coming, you know, behind us. And considering that you may not catch this right now when I get that. So it then makes us do better at feed. Like you said, like we may not, you would probably think to feed to another generation, you know, that you don't want to necessarily give them a riddle, but yeah. also understanding the power and not giving them the answer you know, yeah. the, the quiz and the answer, but still yeah. like helping them just arrive there a little better than giving them a riddle and leaving them to have to ponder on it for 
for 11 years. So I get, you know, as usual, but it's like certain yeah, certain experiences, you just got to experience on your own and come to that by yourself. Yeah. Because real. somebody can tell you, but it's always going to be a what if, you know. Right. And it's just like, about how you learn, too. As I know me, I've always been the person that can learn, by, like if I can learn that it's hot because you touched it. I've always been good at that, but still there were other areas in my life that I had to experience on my own because for whatever reason, I was, you know, as open-minded and free-minded, free-thinking that I can be and I am in general. There's still areas in my life where I was close-minded when it came to love. It's just, I was not trying to hear and it was just hard to hear because of probably some experiences that happened to me and, you know, happened upon me, but still, you know, if I had a you know, again, if it was, if I was stuck in, oh, if I had a known to be more um, open-minded to let things go back then, okay, got it, okay, listen, talking to everybody, no matter what your age is out there, non-attachments is a concept that I want you all to get, but catch it where you are right now and then build on that. You, you, you wouldn't have gotten it. So even if it is a teenager that's tuning in right now, First of all, get ready because you should be getting into bed so that we can get up for school in the morning. But <laughs> I appreciate you tuning it's in. It's 9.16. Well, get that rest, okay? You learn <laughs> learn from me, okay? Mama's getting up there now. Get your I'm rest. I'm the same way I was when I was a teenager when it comes to sleep. <laughs> Girl, I've had my different ways. That's so funny. Oh, but I want to I wanna share this quote. Um, cause there's so many different, I know this conversation is going to spill into next week. I, I'm definitely sure of that because it's a lot I had like in my notes, but a quote of the day that I want to share this by unknown. Um, and I'm sure something a lot of us might've heard before, but it says, don't cling to a mistake just because you spent a lot of time making it. So that's for anybody that feels as though that it was, we were talking about non-attachments and detaching yourself from, you know, people, things situations, um, mistakes, anything that you have done, right? Or that you feel as though you need to do. Um, don't beat yourself up on the fact that you may not have done it yet um, or that you want to do it. And again, that you just haven't done it yet. Don't don't feel as though you have to stay there just because it took a while uh, for you to dig yourself. So deep. dig now, dig yourself out of it. At least you made a path to dig yourself into it. Now you can turn around and find that light and dig yourself right back out of it. It may be harder, but if you really think of that and follow that analogy of digging yourself into a ditch, it may be harder. You got to find some different things to step up on and climb up on, but it is possible because somehow you got yourself into it. You can get yourself out of it. Not only that, whatever you got yourself into, you still acquired lessons. Come on. Nine times out of ten, those lessons is something that you can use to to get yourself into wherever the next thing is that you're trying to get yourself into. Mm-hmm. Whether it be That's good. I'll just keep it vague. No, listen, <laughs> listen, you can talk. But yeah, depending. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Like like when I I I'll always say the same example I always think about when I think about it about what we were just talking about Mm -hmm. after my the ending of my last relationship it was a thing where you know I was like him 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 he did this he did this he did this he did this and still this video that the Jackson guy that was cheating on his girlfriend had said I saw it probably within a week of me breaking up which really kind of changed my whole perspective of not blaming uh not focusing on how I was hurt and being basically being a victim, mm-hmm. but focusing on what I learned mm-hmm. and 
applying that for the future so that I don't repeat the same mistake. Mm -hmm. The same mistakes to get me into that situation. That's, right. <laughs> that's, good. that's good. That's good. And that's the thing. And see, I just got to, I really, I strange out a lot of different um, things that just kept coming to me because I feel like this topic is so broad. Um, mm -hmm. Surprise for anybody who's seeing my hair all cut off. It's just, it's doing its thing and I love it. Um, mm -hmm. But like it uh it's so broad because like non-attachments the i mean it can we can be talking about as a lot of what we talk about here on the bmx anyway covers because it's about self it's about building self up your inner self in order to shine outside on the outside of your you know your outer self like it it's about self right and so because of that there's think of so much that that just you deal with and then so many other people of all the things that they deal with it's just a lot so it's going to be a lot of broad topics and we can specify um, if ever, you know, if need be, if anyone ever feels free to, you know, as you're liking and sharing the show and commenting and things like that, we can talk about specific things. But we always touch on things that just just across the board. Um, and so non-attachments is definitely one of those. I'll be honest, like I mentioned earlier, like our, the way the flow of the conversation got us got me to or shined a different light on non-attachments than I originally had in mind coming into the show, truth be told. And that's what I love about it. It's why I always pray over the show and ask God to just, just have his way and just make things flow the way it's supposed to because I always pray that it's blessing someone out there. Um, while it's always blessing me, child, truthfully, I always get some insight. Whether if it was the ones I was talking to myself about or now that we have jazz coming on, like, listen, I'll be, I be blessed. Um, so, listen, no, thank you. <laughs> so with non-attachments, like it, literally is across the board of, you know, companion dating situationships, uh, family ships, um, friendships, y'all. Because <laughs> I'm going I'm to end y'all on a little something that's definitely going to spill into this next week. Okay, I'm going to give y'all a little something. I guess y'all can call it tea, but it's just to talk about something. Um, and so, you know, just with all of that being said, that it's about, you know, you and it, 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 it's, it's for you to break yourself down and not allow life and your experiences to decompose you or to make you be, you know, yeah, to, to say that, to, to decompose you, but for you to choose to take ownership of breaking yourself down in order to rebuild. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I came across this, um, this quote, I mean, this, this, uh, I screenshotted this post here that said softening yourself after having to be tough for so long is not easy. So even that alone, it's detaching from having to, because I have said for, as far as like dating and looking forward to marriage and all that, that I am truthfully looking forward to being with someone, being with a man that does not make me feel like I have to be so tough. Like for those of you who do not know me, because none of you have dated me, right? Um, but like me, I've just always like had the joke of like, you know, I'm a thug and this and that, and I come off tough. Like I'm I'm tough, like I've been called big bad Benia, like just tough and this and that, because I... But the way, first of all, how I associate, you know, and interact with men anyway is usually on like a brother tip, you know, homeboy mm -hmm. tip. And it, it takes some time for me to soften enough to, you know, and then my past dating and love experiences, you know, all of that just wrapped up into one. So mm -hmm. for me personally, like this post, like hit me like, yes, that is so true. That softening yourself after having to be tough for so long is not easy. It is necessary. Right. Because it is not for us to have heart and hearts. Right. Even the Bible says heart, not your heart. Right. So if you choose to be like, I ain't nobody let nobody in. I ain't going to trust nobody. Ah, that ain't really. Right. Right. You're not healing, baby. 
That's not your healing journey. That's not, no, you're not. You're blocking your blessings. You're blocking your blessings. I promise you. Because your vulnerability, like it's another post. Woo, that's just going to knock your socks off. But I'm going to say that one. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't even know if I actually put it in these notes or if I put it forward next week anyway. But it was just like, you know, kind of like a, you can't have one. Man, no, I'm sorry. You, I didn't you post it? I think you posted it, Jazz. It was something about somebody. Oh man, I don't, I'm not going to try to look for it now. But it was something about like, you can't have one without the other. And it did like a break to break to break. I'm gonna find a job. I promise. I'm gonna make sure I do that when we. I'm gonna say when we hang up. But um, it was me. Huh? I said I don't think it was me. No. Okay. All right. I, it's somebody that I actually know. I believe. I don't think it was just like a random. Like they yeah. somebody know at least repost it. But it's it's so good, y'all. It's so powerful. That's why I know this conversation is going to spill over to next week, and that's why I'm okay with like getting out of here in a little bit. Um, just to continue this next week. Um, and just to get us in a place of embracing the whole point of this uh, show and just us breaking into this final month of um, of the year um, is to get us to a place of embracing non-attachments. You know, we don't have to wait until January 1 to start thinking about, and first of all, get out of the habit of, don't, don't feel bad about if you do set some goals as of January 1, it's fine. Please stop letting social media rule your life of, you know, people get on there. Oh, here y'all go talk about new year, new me. If that is you, go for it. Keep restarting until it sticks. Mm-hmm. That should be tip of the week, right? So That's just, why I, I, I really hate when people say that. It's like so extra. Right, right. Well, really, you can decide whenever you want to start a new That's goal. It. And yeah, if some people decide they want to ride out whatever the year is, right. whatever it is that they was doing, and they want to give it a shot. Yeah. In the beginning of the year, then let them do that. Because whatever fall, works for them. That's okay. Exactly. Whatever works for them. Keep trying. That's it. Keep going. That is the whole point of keep going. That's why we want you to embrace non-attachments. There are some things, some people that will come and they will go. Again, it's not for you to be like, oh, I ain't going to let nothing stick. I ain't going to give nothing my all or not necessarily your all, but I'm not going to give any energy or any effort toward it because it's a non-attachment. So it's not able to stick anyway. That's not what we're saying. That's taking it totally different and totally opposite way. It is just to consider that <laughs> some things and people come into your life and some of them go. And I even like how you, even though you were hard on grandma, <laughs> But that she said that, you know, like seasons that people are in your life for a season, may leave for a season and come back for a season. I love that. Truth be told, we're a true testament of it. Technically, mm-hmm. we have been in each other's lives, you know, like all. all Multiple times. And, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that some some people think, I guess when we think about seasons and we think about plants and we just assume that this this plant is already full bloomed. Mm-hmm. We could have just planted a seed in one season came back yes. on another season and now it's a little bit bigger. And come back on a whole it. other season we got big, big That's it. That's right. it, y'all. That's so good, Jess, because it makes me think of a word that had brewed in me for so long. And I finally, I have to try to resubmit it. It's it's supposed to be a spiritual vitamin for like my church. We have like New Day Nuggets and I was asked to give one, uh, another one. And so it, I had a hard time submitting it either way. So this, I guess it's exclusive right now because it ain't out yet, y'all. But <laughs> um, what, you, what you said um, about like that in one season you might have planted it, I thought about or what was given to me was like when we say like it's your due season, but three mm-hmm. different due seasons. There's your D-O season, meaning do something. There's your D-E-W season, like um, the songs say like rest on me, like the dew in the morning, gently mm-hmm. rest upon my heart. So the dew, the morning dew that just rests upon, right? 
Um, so maybe it's your resting season. And yeah. then there's the D-U-E that something is owed, right? That you mm-hmm. are due something. You are reaping your harvest. So there are different seasons. So remember when somebody out here might be a group of you out here saying like, it's my due season, but y'all might be claiming one of any combo of those three different due seasons. And mm-hmm. either way, it's okay. Y'all know that's my favorite thing to let you know. Whatever it is that you're handling and dealing with, whether it's a challenge, a trial, you know, something that seemed like it's never going to end, it's still okay. Because I promise you, even in your darkest moment, in your darkest hour, in your darkest thoughts, there is still light in it. Mm-hmm. There is light. Like they're literally just like how, if y'all look at, because I'm, I'm visual. So if y'all look at the shot of, of jazz right now, like literally how that light is shining, like right just from the back. And then there's like the beams going, like that says like yeah. stuff like that. It's just tiny mm-hmm. little reminders that just mean a lot to me that even and, you know, they, something can be dark, something can be hard. Y'all dealing with probably the hard, I keep seeing this post that, that people keep reposting to say that, um, you know, I'm dealing with the hardest season or hardest thing in my life, but I'm gonna keep going though or something. That is so me right now. Like, but I know it's just because something amazing is here or is coming, but now I just feel like it's here. And you have to still yeah. like it's getting in the pool and you know you step in it's the it's the shit was that the shallow part so you like you step in step in step it's just covering your toes and it's covering your foot it's up to your ankle and it's to your calf like even the blessing pool is just like that you're gonna walk into it you, do you want to just dive in and drown into the blessings no i don't want to fumble my blessings right you got to embrace a concept even that is as, as tough as it may be as far as non-attachments. I just realized I'm gonna leave my anecdote to next week, y'all, but it does have to do with recently finding out of like one of my last lingering, like best friends of just like, they definitely, she clearly doesn't want me in her life anymore. And more so of really learning that she doesn't want me in the lives of her children any longer. And that hit hard. Is there two of them? They're my godchildren. Yeah, And I've gone through that twice before now. And so I've even been in contact with my, my actual, my best friend, um, and I remember us being on the phone and he's saying like, you know, it's funny because you can go through the same experience of detaching from multiple friends. And truthfully, it's still not being like, even though, again, that I've experienced it more than once. So like the world and just I think mm-hmm. to the naked eye, people want to be like, oh, but it must be you. But truthfully, it's not. It's me as in like being elevated and detached from people that unfortunately it still hurts to say that no longer served me in the purpose in which I needed because jazz, you talked about earlier of the needs, like the need that you may have needed from a friend in your teens versus the need that you may need from someone in your twenties and your third in our thirties now going into like, you know, so, or just, what but, but you know, the thing is, is that people like to say that it must be you, mm-hmm. but just because it must be you doesn't necessarily mean that, you are doing something wrong it could just be who you have grown to become exactly yeah. they just don't feel comfortable around it and that's okay and that's, that's okay. That yeah. as I started to evolve I had the biggest struggle with because yeah some people I shied away from and then there were people who I was upset that I felt like they were shying away from me and as I was evolving wanting people to see my evolution and and, and celebrate it like I was so excited about celebrating it myself and realizing that some of them didn't want to or didn't care to acknowledge it but realizing that that means <laughs> that those people were no longer your people <laughs> mm-hmm. and that now you have to find new people for the elevated version of yourself 
Because you guys are no and longer knowing that they'll come. Yeah. Elevation, like that'll like gravitate, like they will come, it'll be a magnet. One of the, I'm like starting to really hear some of like, the first I just had some like uh, compliments that I was just like, oh, these are top tier. Nothing will ever beat these. There's something else that I've been told. And I've been told this before too, now that I think about it. But more recently, I've just been like that my spirit and like my, I don't know who I am or whatever, it's like a magnet. You know, yeah. like it'll it'll come, like it it will come to the good that is meant for you will come. The experiences that may not seem or look or feel good still will come to you. But remember again about the concept of non-attachment, why it's imperative mm-hmm. that you embrace this concept is that some things will come and go. That even includes joy. Some things mm-hmm. will just not feel joyful. Some, some things you will not be happy during that season, that test or that trial, but it will come and it will go. And, that's and sometimes okay. it will go without a problem. Hmm. Not a, a problem is okay. not inciting the distance. And sometimes the distance isn't always a bad thing. Hmm. And I, and it's funny because with the attachment style, one of the things that I personally have had to work on with attachment is I am an extrovert for one, but I get socially charged charged. Mm-hmm. I really like social interaction to the point where it excites me so much. I almost get real giddy like a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's almost like uncontrollable, but working on, oh, okay, I meet somebody I like, I think we might be, you know, got a good common interest, but not getting so excited that I'm like, oh, you're my friend. Allowing that to just be what it could be of a seed being planted of we both have similar interests. We might talk about it a little bit in whatever way that we meet, because I do think that as I started to evolve, yes, I started to attract people who had very similar interests and thoughts and ideas that I had. And at first I thought like, oh yeah, these are going to be my new friends, you know, like immediately, because that's kind of how I always operated in my youth and building friendships. Like once people clicked with me, we just clicked and then it was just, you know, we ran off into the outside. (laughs) (laughs) But I also realized, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a teenager anymore. I'm not a young adult anymore. People, we all are still adults dealing with very adult things, and (laughs) friendships can are built slower. That's good. So that's that's so so good. That's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I know, and it makes me think about. the fact that something that I, I I came, like, I felt so good once I came to this, right? So there was my, what did you say that grandma said? She said, do these great realizations or however she put it. Like, it was like, yeah, it was one of my, like, I'm so proud that I came to this um, mm-hmm. moments that it was like, you know, I had to realize that again, because I was always the girl that just dreamt of getting married and this and that. So I'm looking forward to that, looking forward. So it would mm-hmm. Even though I, they could not tell, I'll be honest, because there was Big Bevania, Um, but it would be that it crossed my mind, like if I met a man, right? Came across a man, somehow across the path, you know, anyway, and just consider like, oh, you know what? This could be my husband. And it, it yeah. would, I could tell that it would change my, you know, thought. But really, 
especially, and this was well before, well before even knowing or having an idea that I would be brought into entrepreneurship and, and just ministering just things, right? And just where my life is going now, um, mm-hmm. that I needed to consider that for real, for real, I might be considering like, oh, this man must came across my life because he could be my husband. Here it is. I'm thinking that. But really, it could be, this could be a business connect. This could be a friend. Exactly. He could possess something, especially because I truly cherish something within me that I, because I have experienced it, um, of a a true and genuine platonic relationship, friendship, uh, sister and brotherhood ship between, you know, a a, a male and female. Um, God Mm. rest the soul of my brother. Um, that I I still carry that, that I believe in the fact that there can be, you know, friendships between girl and boy, man and woman, you know, male and female. And so it was just like, I had to come to that, you know, realization. It was like, here it is. I'm thinking like, you know, everyone I would meet and, you know, again, that they couldn't tell, but I could just, I could tell that, you know, just being an internal person of just like, uh, not that I'm acting different, but at least I thought about like, this could have been something that's like, I shouldn't have probably let that slide because I'm thinking like, right husband so I don't know or See, I don't know. make people my friends like men right but mm-hmm. I, I always still run into the same situation because I like male friendships mm-hmm. I have people who I consider to be friends although they all are attracted to me which always lends into an uncomfortable weird mm-hmm. gray area sometimes okay. and so However, I still appreciate who they are as people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes I can't be so tight with them because now they want to be whatever. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Right. They want to be involved, but that's not right. necessarily the case. Like, you know, like, I just yeah. enjoy talking to you. Like, I just... Yeah. Just want to be Yeah, right. This <laughs> presence, exactly. Yeah. And then that's the point. See, that's the beauty of considering at all costs and in all things, not the concept of non-attachment that just like you said, to appreciate them as a person. Like that's mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, I have these set of genitals, you have those set of genitals. Right. So I mm-hmm. probably need to act this way or do this, and because this could mean that nah, I just you're a human being, just like me. Wow. You just be right. breathing and I'll be breathing. Like that's, that's you got a brain. You got right. for you. So you lift your arm too. That's cool. Like it's okay to just right. admonish the fact that somebody else is out here humaning <laughs> the way you eat or like you be right. humaning too. Like it's totally okay. That's the part and the beauty of non-attachment that it allows you to release the pressures that we put on ourselves and the societal pressures that come about just because, so again, it, it just literally think of the last time you walk by just seeing a man and woman talking. Doesn't matter race, color, size, shape, whatever. Even if you heard the conversation, just seeing them talk, it, it's somewhere in your brain was just like, mm. like you just, yeah, you might have been together. together. Like naturally, it's so weird that we think that way, right? right. Because right. people got mommies, they got daddies, they the opposite sex, they got brothers, they got sisters. Right. Right. And for whatever reason, we are so programmed to see a man and a woman, they must be in a relationship. Uh-huh. They together. They about to speak all with my father. Right. <laughs> and that is why I brought, that's exactly what made me think of it. Because I'll be honest that sometimes I'm weird in my skin. Um, and not very, but still, just even even if it's at a bare minimum, weird in my skin sometimes. And just my dad really shout out to my dad. He loves his weekend ritual. Is going to Walmart. Okay, he should definitely have stock in Walmart. Somebody out there, 
you can help us get some snacks, please talk to that man because Jesus. Um, so his weekend ritual is going to Walmart and it's a big deal if somebody takes that away from him. Um, and so sometimes, you know, we go because shout out to the fact that I've been eating stuff at Walmart. Amen. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I just, just sometimes, just in my mind, be like, I'm sure somebody, because, you know, either just in conversation, of course, I'm like, oh, daddy, let's go over this way, blah, blah, So I'm like, oh, Lord, does somebody think, should I clarify? No, no, I'm not about to do that. Like, or just, especially if I had my daughter, I'm like, Lord, they think I didn't have a baby by the mm-hmm. old Like, you know, just, uh, the I got a, my father is actually kind of young in the realm of fathers. Okay. And he doesn't look as old as he is. Okay. So, I mean, we okay, do, like, could be a couple, right? Like, yeah. on top of that, this was some years ago. So he was even younger. Than he is now, but he ran into somebody he knew, but they never met me. And so they was like, Oh, this your girl? <laughs> he was like, No, that's my daughter. <laughs> no, really. I've had that. Um, uh, I've had that literally going to a. Um, uh, was I was going to say family reunion, but that's not it. I really think it was like a funeral or something. It was a minute ago. And it was, I literally remember. Like, I guess one of my dad's cousins, so technically, I guess one of mine. It's just like, oh, this your little friend? No, I'm his, like, I snap. Like, no, I'm his youngest daughter. That's by his wife. Like, what's happening? Oh, hot. Mm. Like, just, just don't. And meanwhile, though, back to even with the different circumstances of just being in the store, whatever, even when you don't run across someone and where just I'm already in my mind and made myself weird in my skin, knowing very well that people could very well not be thinking that. You know, like that's what I mean by as far as the the beauty of non-attachments is that you get to go to that place. So once non-attachment is, I I pray that this is even new for somebody. Like, I don't want it to be a concept that everybody has heard of before. New for somebody and that you learn to, like starting today, learn to embrace it um, and practice it because it's it's like a pocket that you get to go to when you realize that you're putting a pressure on yourself of something. And so it's like, child, this is going to come and go. Like, you know, when if you are in something that, especially if you're in something that's, that's making you unhappy right now, a job that's making you unhappy, a relationship that's making you unhappy, I definitely pray that you get out of that, both of those situations. Because I can't one of a financial rut, a, you know, this political yeah. gridlock that we are all experiencing and in, and that it still affects you. Please don't think that it does not. Just want to always make that clear. Just whatever the case may be, non-attachment. Practice non-attachments. Mm-hmm. Get deeper into self. When you are meditating, literally even if you have to say non-attachment, non-attachment, and see what comes to your mind. I'm sure there are situations in your life, there are situations in your life that will come about that you have, will have you thinking like, oh, I didn't realize that it's probably, not, you know, that falls under the category of non-attachments too, that I need to, not necessarily that it is a non-attachment, but that you probably need to embrace and to practice the concept of non-attachment with that scenario in your life. Meditate on non-attachments. If not tonight, the weekend is coming up, get into it. Get some quiet time to yourself, Get an, burn an incense, burn a candle, something. You know, whatever it is, get into your place. When you get into your self-love, y'all see her shirt? When you get into some self-love this weekend, okay? Practice and embrace. (laughs) Practice and embrace non-attachments. That is your homework assignment. And report back next week because we're getting right back into this thing. We're going to get a little deeper into it. So I got set. Okay? Is that clear? Y'all got it? Okay? Is that good for y'all? Like, it's good to me. (laughs) 
Listen, like it's it's imperative. It's very very personal. Um, oh no, I said that I was giving y'all a little bit more of like my anecdote because I was I actually came across the post. Um, and I know, yeah, I'll, I'll share this and then like I said, we'll really get into it next week. Um, and so it was. I'm glad that I came across it because when I share with y'all, just like the best friend um, that I had, I just wasn't sure. This is the one I know. I've probably mentioned um, vaguely before that I just, I literally, we haven't talked since May, since I call myself being a best friend and having a best friend type talk that if you don't see something, I believe that it is my job. If I see it to share it with you and to try to help you to be able to see it too, especially if it's for the betterment of yourself and, or for those that you love and care about, i.e. your children. Um, and so in having that talk, even having reached out to her, um, a few times after that, nothing. And that is totally unlike uh, the dynamic of our relationship. And so, um, unfortunately, um, but like re- learning more recently, like I said, just finding out that she unfriended me on Facebook. I was just like, oh, wow. Okay, that's new to me. I didn't know. Like, I, I didn't know that. Um, and then learning that, you know, you told anyone else in your children's lives who are my godchildren that to tell them not to reach out to me for anything about them. It's like, oh, whew. like I'm, I'm not boastful at all, but I do know that I am a, uh, probably one of the few, one of the only positive influences like in their life and so to snatch that you know from me and snatch that from them is a thing but I had to practice like immediately had to practice non-attachment I immediately had to place that on <laughs> the situation and so I'll read this right like we literally we're getting out of here in a minute y'all promise um so over our time but to share this post said and this I don't know who posted it but if you are serious about growth be serious about accountability If you are serious about abundance, be serious about gratitude. If you are serious about intimacy, be serious about vulnerability. If you are serious about discipline, be serious about delayed gratification. We definitely getting into that next week. Okay. Oh, yeah. Send me that. You got it, Gail. I like that. Okay. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? So before we get out of here, Jazz, can you please plug about the show? Okay. And we ain't talking about this one. Benia was a guest on my podcast on Spotify. It's called Real Woman Shit. And it's really old. It's a good one. We talked about dating and relationships and some of the experiences. We get a little bit lighthearted and some of them are a little bit more deep. And it's a great show. Please, please go on Spotify, subscribe, listen, and go ahead and listen to the other episodes as well. <laughs> thank you jazz thank you for coming back always appreciate your insight just appreciate you i mean that be safe out there sign mm. up, text me let me know once you get home whatever time that is please um and to each of you out there i love you i honor you i respect you i missed you and i can't wait for us to get back together next week until next time peace peace <laughs>